Welcome to the Simply Cyber Podcast, a podcast singularly focused on helping you make and take a cybersecurity career further, faster. I'm your host, Dr. Gerald Osier, and every week, Simply Cyber brings industry experts in for honest conversations around breaking into the field, leveling up your career, and how to develop practical skills. Enjoy the show, and be sure to check out Simply Cyber on YouTube for much more content. Now let's get into the show. There's a lot of roles in the information security space, and one that's incredibly mysterious is the DevSecOps engineer. This role has only recently come on the scene in the last couple of years, but what is it actually? In this video, we're going to be talking with Ashish Rajan, an expert in the space, about what the role is, what skills do you need to do it, what's great about it, what's not great about it, and what you can do to get that job. Coming up. Hey everybody, thanks for coming back. So this is a harken back to those videos that we did where it was a very specific job in the field and we're gonna go through and talk about it. Now we have ones on the channel for SOC analyst, for social engineer, pen tester, et cetera. A lot of these kind of major uh, roles that most of us are familiar with, but I don't have one for DevSecOps engineer. And frankly, this job is kind of coming out of left field. There is a, there's not a lot of knowledge about it. And you know, you might have some assumptions, but they could be wrong. It is tied to cloud, cloud type work, but what is it really? And I'm so, so excited to be able to talk to an expert, Ashish Rajan, today and bring that information to you. Now, really quick, if you're new here, my name's Jerry Osher. This is Simply Cyber, the YouTube channel designed to help you make and take a cybersecurity career further, faster. And sometimes we do technical labs on the channel, and sometimes we talk to experts like Ashish. So if that's interesting to you, have a look around. We've got 150 videos in the catalog. There's got to be something there that resonates with you. All right, let's get into the interview with Ashish. Ashish, like, let's, let's start... Right at the beginning, please, can you define what it is that a DevSecOps engineer actually does? Yeah, I can totally do that. So maybe before I can peel off the layers, I was, it's worthwhile calling out because DevSecOps is a thing that didn't exist before 2015. No one knew what it was. DevOps was getting popular. So a lot of the conversations became around, hey, DevOps is great, but what are we doing about security? And it was primarily started by people who were trying to develop applications. So you would hear a lot of conversations about DevSecOps in the application security land, where it's a CI/CD pipeline being used to deploy an application. And DevSecOps is basically injecting security and injecting in a good way, not in a bad way, injecting security into a CI/CD pipeline. So you are able to say do things like static code analysis, software combustion analysis, and I'm happy to go into a bit more detail about what what each of these are. But the whole primary or the whole premise of the DevSecOps engineer role is to introduce automation into how security is done while deploying applications into a production environment. Or I guess, say, for example, if I, if I were to use a Facebook example, when Facebook would deliver an application or deliver, deliver a new feature, they have security checkpoints that happen automatically in between before it gets pre presented to all of us. That's what DevSecOps would be like, and that's where a DevSecOps engineer would be helping out in. Yeah, so is so based on what you're saying, is the DevSecOps engineer basically paired with the DevOps team and doing that kind of software analysis? Is it like it, it's mainly focused around that? Yes and no. So they're still part of the security team. However, what I've seen in the 
I guess out in the wild, 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 wild west, I guess for lack of a better word, is uh, there are DevSecOps team within a security team, but there are also security folks who are integrated into a DevOps team. So there are both ways to look at it. And it's not always called a DevSecOps engineer. What I've found in certain mature organizations, they don't use the title DevSecOps engineer. They normally prefer to just call the person a security engineer who's involved with the team from the start, or starting off a project all the way up to them deploying the project into production. That's usually called a cloud, sorry, not cloud security. I should talk, stop talking about cloud security. Security engineer, and uh, their role is to find out how they can make sure the code that's being deployed is secure, is using the best practice when you're developing it. So that's when in a mature organization. In a, say, organization which may have a DevOps role by itself, but they're trying to figure out what kind of automation can they do, they normally go for the DevSecOps title and DevSecOps engineer. So if you ever see a job for DevSecOps engineer, you can be sure there's a DevOps team. And you can also be sure that they are separate uh, to your security team. You're still part of the security team, but you're kind of, uh, for, I don't want to say they're created in silos, but they definitely work together in terms of automating uh, either by integrating into an existing CI/CD pipeline, or these are the people who would create a parallel pipeline to deploy application uh, or at least a security into an application. Yeah, that's really interesting because when I think of an information security team, I think of more traditional corporate information security watching the enterprise. And this one sounds it's really focused around organizations that are doing software development, system development, and making sure that those pieces are really secure. So, so let me ask you, I mean, is it possible that a DevSecOps engineer is also using CDCI type uh, approaches for managing information security solutions within the enterprise? Yeah, yes, and you're right. And I think the primarily role for them is the requirements are being built by someone else, but they are the ones who are kind of focusing on, hey, how do we, like Gerald wants to integrate, say, some kind of a secure coding best practice into a CI/CD pipeline. How do we make that a reality? That's kind of like some of the main focus for them. Because if you ever, whoever is listening to this, if you guys search for DevSecOps, what you'll find is there is never a senior DevSecOps engineer role. There's always a DevSecOps engineer role but I've never seen a senior DevSecOps engineer role because I feel like at that point, the kind of company realizes, hey, we don't really need a senior DevSecOps because there's not the, the, that level of maturity. At that point, you're already a security engineer or a senior security engineer because you're doing, a, to what he said, you're doing a lot more broader things. You're not just focused on CI/CD pipeline. Maybe if you have multiple projects which are running on DevSecOps and you're managing all of them, maybe then, but I've, I'm yet to hear one. So yeah, you're right. It is primarily focused on that. Uh, final question about just the job before we move on to the skills needed for the job. Is this job almost exclusively reserved for tech and big tech type companies? If you do the software development, then yes. And uh, that's when you kind of find, depending on the organization, they call that title DevSecOps engineer. Uh, otherwise, what you also would find is a security engineer is also sometimes given a similar responsibility but with a broader context. So yes, it's primarily for tech companies, like software development companies. But uh, what I've also started seeing is adoption of it in enterprise, like your banks and stuff. I think Capital One speaks about it quite often. Uh, there are other enterprise companies that are talking about it. They don't call them DevSecOps engineers. They call them cloud, not cloud security. They call them security engineers. Yeah. And I, and I could certainly see large, you know, Fortune 50 companies that have in-house developed solutions having, having that as well. Uh, but it definitely yeah. seems like it's reserved for that kind of tech space. 
So, right. okay. So people are listening and they're like, okay, you know what, Ashish, this actually sounds pretty good. And I'm sure the money goes with it because big tech's got big, big pockets or deep pockets. So what kind of skills uh, sh should someone have um, in order to be a DevSecOps engineer? That's a good question. And I think I probably would say I see a lot of people who are already working in, in DevOps as the ones who are transitioning over DevSecOps because it's easier to teach a security skill uh, to a person who knows automation already because the whole point of the bottom line is DevOps was built with the intention to automate the deployment of an application into production. And security folks, unfortunately, we are all taught to, this is how we secure stuff. We never taught automation in university or anywhere else. So what we find a lot of transition usually happens from people who are working in dev, DevOps already. So if you are someone who probably has some experience in say automation in a DevOps pipeline, you're probably a great fit for it as a beginner because you can totally go in and talk about how you can automate a pipeline and the tooling that goes with it can do something that can, that can be taught in the field. So that's something as a good starting point. If you're start, starting absolutely new and you haven't done any of this before, then I would still encourage you to kind of go down the DevOps path first because what you realize is security is everywhere. It can be easily taught. It's things like the newer technologies, like we're talking about cloud, we're talking about DevOps, we're talking all these APIs now. Like, Programs these days are quite complex. Like, you know, we, it's not just as simple as I'm, I've got a server that I manage. Like the questions that we are trying to answer as security people these days is how do we get our heads around all these newer compute technologies like your serverless containers, all these technologies, right? That's just one side of the problem. The other yeah. side is I need to find some automation. So what I find for people who are absolutely starting new, I would encourage you to kind of go down the DevOps path first because what you realize, it gives you an understanding of how to do automation. Security is something that we, I mean, people like Gerald and myself and others are so happy to kind of teach other people because the more people know about security, the better it is, but an easier skill to teach than say automation, just because there's a lot more, pro lot more programming involved and programming not in the context you're building like a whole Java application, but programming in the context that you're scripting automation and you're working with tools and services which enable automation, which allow, which kind of have, need to, which forces you to have a mindset of how do I automate the fact that my questions, like the same way the ticker is going at the bottom, how do I automate that, that it keeps updating every five minutes? Like that mm -hmm. kind of thinking and how you would, how would you go down the path of finding an API that you can use to change the value and how do you provide that value to that, whatever that API call is. So that's, that's kind of the thinking and that usually comes from a DevOps role. That's yeah. my recommendation. Yeah, and I mean, we were talking about this before we hit go. Uh, this this role, this DevSecOps engineer. I mean, besides it being new, it is really more of a, a mid mid tier kind of experienced pro professional role. It's it's. It, I I would I would say you know for entry level people, this could be a bit to you know bite off a bit too much. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I think because there's a lot more. Uh, I think what you said is actually interesting as well because being a a role which is expected to do automation from day one. Uh, and uh, it, you can totally learn security. I think that's an easier skill to learn. However, learning automation, that takes a lot more longer time. And there's a lot of context you would not be aware of if you were thrown straight into a DevSecOps job. Uh, like, especially about networking as well. Like, you kind of have to understand how the different environments were rolling. So you would have to deploy an application into your dev environment. 
migrate to desk, migrate to production. Like the, the that concept would not exist in your mind if you haven't done kind of some kind of a DevOps role or some kind of a IT role before that. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, the, the way we're talking about it, it almost makes me think of the way security was to IT 20 years ago, where it was really the IT people who were the natural transitions into security. And nowadays it's it's matured to the point where you don't have to come from IT. Uh, with, with this one, it's just so new that it's it's almost uh, unrealistic to expect someone not to have DevOps experience be able to secure a DevOps, you know, pipeline. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I think, but I've seen. I'm, I don't. I don't want to discredit security people altogether. There have been people who have migra- successfully learned automation nowadays because everyone's being forced into the world of hey, Terraform automation using AWS, using Azure. So yeah. they are learning, but if I were to put like, I mean, obviously when you're looking for a job, you want to put where you want to go fishing where most of the fishes are. You don't want to go to a point where there's not many fishes. So from that perspective, I think that would definitely work if you actually have some kind of DevOps experience. Yeah. So, okay. What, what, what's the best thing about the job? What, what's great about being a DevSecOps engineer? Oh, uh, I think the best part about and, and my experience in this, so I work as a CISO now, but I think when we were doing it, it hasn't really evolved that dramatically from since then, is the best part about having automation is that you don't have to do the same job again, ever. Unless there's something wrong with your code, you don't have yeah. to do it again, ever. Uh, the uh, Although the ROI seems to be more in terms of, you're, uh, uh, it's really great for the organization to come into a public talk and say, hey, we deploy into production five to six times a day. The only reason they can do that is a either they're not, they're not doing security, so that's, that's a very great reason they can do that. B they're doing security, but it's all automated and it's all in their pipeline. Or there could be a C as well where they have a result but they've ignored it. Uh, but that's the the pro part is being able to enable sorry being able to enable an organization to have that ability to deploy and deliver software faster in a secure manner. I think that's the biggest pro. And if you're someone who loves automation, you would love this job because the whole point is you find a problem, like the ticker problem that we were talking about earlier, where it's a rolling ticker, change the name, and you, it's just something that annoys you. Uh, and you're probably like a lazy programmer or a lazy IT person like most of us, and you want to automate that. So you do it once and you don't have to think about it forever. So you move on to bigger and better problems. Yeah, that's probably the most uh, high that a lot of people get from this kind of job. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. When you do automate something and it works, right. It's like, it's like when you compile code that works after struggling a few times, it, it, it's, it's sensational. So, okay. Not everything is uh, rosy, right? So what, what's the downside? What sucks about (laughs) this job? Uh, yeah. Okay. So, so tooling at the moment still sucks. Uh, Like this start, this field only came up in 2015 and tools, unfortunately, not all of them have matured with the, at the rate that the DevOps teams have, unfortunately. That's one side, uh, and I can go into detail if you want about that, but tooling is one, uh, specifically calling out static code analysis. analysis. That field is still like, feel like 20 plus years old. They haven't really dealt with automation well, but I've got a whole rant keynote about it. I'm gonna not go into it this over here. The, the second bad thing about it is uh, when you don't have the people of process that kind of, uh, the, the security culture of the organization, when that ha- it, when that doesn't enable security, DevSecOps doesn't really play a role there. Like you may go to a DevOps team and talk about, hey, we want to automate security. I've learned learned on the scale. I want to put some uh, security gate points or checkpoints, but it would still allow you to deploy into production really quickly. 
nine or ten times what you find is people don't have the education or awareness of it and mm-hmm. that leads to you having a lot of friction with people never trying to integrate into the pipeline in the first place so your role kind of is struggled by the fact that the p- team that you want to work with they don't want to uh, you know open their gates to you guys and yeah that's that's definitely the, the next pro or sorry the next con that people talk about and at least be experienced the third con is um people even though devsecops engineer is all about automation if you don't have someone to go through the results of the tooling and ma- make that understanding clear to say a developer you kind of lose the value of a security team in that organization say for example the idea is you do ci cd pipeline and i'm going to uh, i'm going to uh, throw stones at sast again so static analysis because i ha- i'm start- definitely trying to hate them i want them to change and i want them to be better uh, so you do that you get 50000 false positives and you take that and send that as it is to a developer they would hate you because they have so much more to do apart from working on security instead if you have someone in your security team like an application security person or maybe you yourself uh, have an understanding of it you came from a say an application security background into devsecops you are able to use that to go okay uh out of these 50000 only two of them are worth looking at i'm going to send the two to developers they would be more than happy with doing that because they no one wants to have a really bad badly written insecure code in production but mm-hmm. they also don't want to spend 50000 uh like you know spend time resolving 50000 false positive into two false positive because that's not their job so that's the other con yeah absolutely and and like to to your point you know i was a software developer before i got into cyber and you know if someone t- you, you it's like blue collar work like you you put your sweat and energy into building this code for anyone to come and tell you that it's trash You, you uh, like yeah. you get your back up immediately so it's 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 confrontational before you even open the door uh That's and if right. you're throwing false positives at them yeah you you're going to lose <laughs> some political capital pretty quickly That's right Yeah okay so you know what what are the best ways to get the skills that you would need to be a devsecops engineer and it it does sound like you you almost have to come from devops or appsec um a- anyways but you know yep. if you if if those people are trying to make the migration into devsecops what what would you recommend that they do sure so if you are coming from a devops land i probably would focus more on the the kind of tooling that's used for security automation uh that's and i think it's easy so for example even if you are in an organization where you may be doing a devops role already but you haven't really done kind of security automation there's a lot of open source tools that you can start integrating into your pipeline uh at any given day to start introducing that concept to your existing organization now a worthwhile calling out if you are thinking of doing it on your own and you maybe don't have the support of your security team in your organization i would start with software composition analysis that's the easiest one to start with uh in terms of tooling where you don't have to have uh say a lot of application security background because what that focuses on is it looks at the libraries being used by the software developer and if those libraries are compromised or at least have a known vulnerability out in the wild that's mm-hmm. what that basically is around so that's an easier start uh, it's an easier start even if you're a ceso like me and you're trying to find hey how do i start devsecops or automation of security in my organization my recommendation is to them as well is to go for software composition analysis first there's quite a few tooling out there paid some free uh, so have a look at those but that's that's a great way to upskill yourself if you are coming from a devops background 
Uh, it's kind of similar for the application security uh, folks as well. But what I find as a bigger challenge over there is that they don't have the automation mindset. For them, it's more about, I think, I they, and I don't want to generalize it, but most scenarios come down to, I have a project that I work on. I've got, I found a lot of vulnerability or bugs. I need to find a way to kind of educate people about this. But automation is not something that is taught in that field traditionally. Kind of like what you were saying earlier, a lot of us started in IT, then migrate to IT security. For them, they started as software developers and migrate to how do I write amazing code? But it wasn't like, how do I write amazing code, but also check them in an automated fashion so I can deploy it five to six times? Like that's not a thing for them, or at least that wasn't a thing for them. So uh, that's evolving. They're also realizing we need to do, it, do this in a better way. Uh, the folks who are going and learning automation and like, learning what kind of tooling is available from the cloud to build a CI CD pipeline. So, the deployment process from a uh, development to a test or production is not a manual uh, thing. It just goes automatically like a bang, bang, bang. Uh, I think that's kind of like the learning curve you would have to pick up uh, if you are coming from an application security background. Yeah. Is there any type of uh, like labs or anything like can you like, you know, for people to play around? So I've heard of Ansible. I've heard of Terraform. I mean, is there like an AWS like lab or environment that you could spin up just for even a simple you know, uh, infrastructure as a code, like, you know, deploying VMs or something. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, what I, there. so AWS has a lot of free labs, uh, Azure, uh, Google Cloud, all of them have labs that talk about deploying into, say, a CI/CD pipeline. So you can definitely learn that skill set. That's not a, uh, there are labs for that. But the what uh, what I find is, at least the ones that I haven't come across yet for, from a security perspective, on integrating tooling, security tooling inside those CI/CD pipelines. So it's easier to find training from the providers on automation, on how to build a CI/CD pipeline, or how to use a existing service from AWS, Azure, or Google Cloud for deploying into pipelines. Say, for example, if you're looking at AWS, I would look at services like AWS Code Build, AWS Code Pipeline. If you're looking at DevOps, uh, sorry, if you're looking at Azure. Azure or something called Azure DevOps, uh, something to look at. Like these, there, there's automation tools available. So uh, it's been abstracted also to a point that you just need to be able to talk to an API, but again, automation. Uh, mm -hmm. But from a DevSecOps and integrating a tool into uh, a pipeline, because most of those tools are provided by vendors, they themselves have training available, which might be some free, but may not all be free. But what I find is nine or 10 times they're talking about this in a very isolated way. Uh, and they might say, focus on a service like Jenkins for automation. And that, there's, a, there's a lot more to, to the world than junk, Jenkins, but Jenkins used to be a thing. I feel I haven't seen a Jenkins server for some time, uh, but they still focus on that as an automation because that was the first software that people got introduced to. Uh, but there's a lot more to, if you are looking for uh, the, how do I get accustomed to these skills? First step would be identify, if you are in a cloud environment, identify what services you can use from that cloud provider to enable automation. Next step after that is if you go to say OWASP, uh, O-W-A-S-P, Open Web Application Security, uh, they're not protocol, they call something else, there's O-W-A-S-P. Is it project? Yeah, I think it's probably, yes, a project, yeah. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> I don't remember it. So OWASP has a lot of projects that they talk about uh, security automation. Uh, they, they run a, a talk as well. So on the YouTube, check that out as well. And it's all focused on how to do automation. They definitely don't go into quite minute, minute details of it, but that kind of gives you an architectural understanding of, oh, this is how I would do it. 
if I were to in inject security into a pipeline. Yeah, it's definitely a paradigm shift. There's no question about it. Uh, it's un unbelievably different, but it's awesome because it's fast. And uh, it's just, it, it's such an improvement over the traditional approach to software development. Yeah. 100%. Okay, Ashish Rajan, giving us the love on DevSecOps Engineer. Ashish, what, what, where can people hear about you? I know you've got a great podcast. You're on LinkedIn. Where can people get more information if they've been loving uh, your perspective and views? Yeah, sure. No, thanks. Uh, first of all, thanks for having me. I really appreciate that. But the, by the way, for people who are fans fans of Gerald, Gerald was a, a guest on the show as well. I'll definitely check out check out the YouTube channel of Cloud Security Podcast and uh, check out Gerald's interview there as well. He did a great job with the sock roll. And I think for if if you're after say talking about cloud security, CISO, DevSecOps, you can always find me at the Cloud Security Podcast website, which is www.cloudsecuritypodcast.tv or on our YouTube channel. We're on all social as well as podcasting platforms as well. So you can uh, definitely reach out to one of those and I'll be more than happy to help you. LinkedIn is just Ashish Rajan, as I pointed over there. But yeah, looking forward to connecting with everyone and provide value in any way I can. Awesome. Thanks, Ashish. No problem. All right, so if you loved that, why don't you check out this video up here for how, everything you need to know about becoming a SOC analyst. And maybe if that's not your speed, you can check out this video right here on how to become a social engineer. All right, everybody, thanks so much. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to Simply Cyber with me, Dr. Gerald Dozier. I invite you to check out Simply Cyber YouTube channel for richer content, links, and live stream engagement. You can find hundreds of free cybersecurity training resources that I've curated at simplycyber.io. Talk to you next time.